40 footed for Ennis. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> 10 win season, just the seventh in the history of the program. Dino Babers has delivered on his promises. It's over! It's over! The Orange have won it! Syracuse has won the national championship! This is the Seth Everett Show. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 13th. I'm Seth Everett. He's Pauly Sibilia, Syracuse and Colgate later on today. We've got pregame coverage. We've got uh, TK99. He'll have the play-by-play. The Dome will be rocking. I believe there's a saying, don't sleep on Colgate. Don't sleep on Colgate. Well, we'll see. Um, it's the longest active streak, 53 games. Syracuse has not lost to the Raiders since 1962. Oh, I remember it well. Jim Beheim was a student at SU, and the President of the United States was John F. Kennedy. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Um, but if you've seen anything in college football, is basketball in November doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Do you think that Kentucky is not going to make the NCAA tournament? Well, they lost last night to Evansville. He throws it into Maxi with five seconds. Maxi with four, three seconds. Elevates on a three. It's an air ball. And the Aces have gone the road to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky, and stunned the number one Wildcats 67-64. They shot college basketball on this Tuesday night. What a win for Coach McCartney in his return to Kentucky. Yes. First of all, our thanks to Real Audio for the uh, audio there. <laughs> I swear that's the best audio we could dig up. When you lose to a school and their audio sounds like it was off of AOL, <laughs> it's not no. good. <clears throat> no, and you'd think that play-by-play guy would have been, like, really, really excited. I liked his Marv Elvert at the end. He was just like, yes! <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But, 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 like, like, jump up and down. Like, scream a little bit. That, you're the Purple Aces. That's, I heard, top three upsets in college basketball of all time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was crazy. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see it. I don't think anybody saw it. Um, was it even televised anywhere? Um, yeah. I'm guessing. And- Lexington. No, no, no. I'm saying local. I, I'm, not, I'm saying it was not a... I didn't see it on any app. I didn't know anything of it. I saw it this morning, uh, and I saw that Evansville beat them, and what it means is nothing. It's what it means... This is why... Now, the difference is, for Syracuse's loss to Virginia, that's a conference game. So that, that, that does have a bigger impact. But does it say anything about the Kentucky team? Can Kentucky not win the national championship this year? No. Come on. It's a bad night. It's a bad night, and this team played their light, played the game of their lives. If the Kentucky Wildcats go on to win the national championship, these players will be like, "Hey, we beat them," and their grandkids will say, "No, you didn't. Come on," but they'll say, "Yeah, we did. We did." I, I mean, I'm not trying to belittle the, the victory by Evansville, but it's a shocking game. The impact on college basketball is so minimal. Do you agree? Yeah. You can't take anything out of games this early in the season. It The only teams that get hurt by losing games this early are bubble teams. It has zero effect right. on schools like Kentucky or Duke or North yeah. Carolina. Any of these these yams. Like Syrac- Syracuse can't afford to lose 
many more games <laughs> going right, you forward. You can't lose. You can't lose to Seattle. You can't lose to Cornell. You can't lose to Bucknell. You know, or any Nell. You you, you can't lose, um, and you, you really can't lose to Colgate. Can't lose to Colgate. You had to beat Colgate. You can beat them by one, but you have to beat Colgate. And that there's pressure. I mean, there is a certain level of pressure. There was no pressure in losing to Virginia, but I think there's something to be said for that. Speaking of um, announcers and such, did you see the uh, the ESPN guys shilling for Disney Plus? No, but I heard they're they're catching a lot of flack for uh, having the uh, news had Adam reporters and, yeah. and sports guys uh, shilling for it. Adam Schefter was like, "This is going to be a massive e- impact. <laughs> this is this is going to be huge for the for the, for the for the streaming life or something like that." I was like, "What?" <laughs> it uh, it really affected Netflix. Um, what do you mean? Yesterday, Verizon announced that all new subscribers were getting free Disney Plus. Yeah, and uh, existing five G subscribers would get it, and. Uh, it it tanked Netflix stock. It dropped like f- three to five percent oh, really? yesterday. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't know so. that. I did. Uh, I did see. I I did g- get the alert on uh, the Verizon. I didn't realize that if you have a cell phone plan with Verizon, uh, you get Disney Plus for a year. Done. <laughs> Done. I I clicked it <laughs> and it, it was like because I had said yesterday. I know this was this is literally this is just only important to you and I, but. Yesterday, I had heard that there was going to be a, a bundle that included ESPN Plus and Hulu. But if you had Hulu Live, you had to wait. So I did the seven-day free trial through iTunes and just said, all right, I'll wait the seven days, and I'm sure they'll have an announcement somehow. And then all of a sudden, this thing pops on my phone, and it says, uh, Verizon sc- subscriber, click here for Disney Plus, free for a year. I said, done. <laughs> I I think I did it in a commercial break yesterday. It was it was that quick, and um, yes, but it was very funny to watch Adam Schefter. I don't know why, but Adam Schefter was the one that bothered me. Uh, yeah, uh, just- I don't care. I, I I don't care. So uh, I'll I'll tell you a little little something. So there's a podcast coming out later today, my Sports with Friends podcast, and a former ESPN Syracuse regular. Basically, last year's Josh Shaver, <laughs> Sam Fortier, yeah, good kid. Uh, it's, it's, it came on the show, and you know he he's a Washington Post reporter, and it turns out that both the Washington Post beat writers are Daily Orange kids. One's a 2016 grad, and the other's a 2018 grad. I thought that was really cool. Good Syracuse flavor. I'm gonna make the artwork for the Nationals winning orange for some reason, and. Um, so anyway, so so uh, we were. We, where was I going for this? So I asked him. I said, "Because you're a, a Washington Post, do you get a free subscription to Amazon Prime? Because the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos." Yes. If Adam Schefter is t- t- is 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 doing promo videos for ESPN Plus, don't you think the Washington Post would get free Amazon Prime? I, don't I, you think they should? Yeah, it'd be a nice little perk at the gig. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would think so. They, he he said he buys his Amazon Prime. I was very surprised. I I, I, w- I was surprised that Bezos wouldn't give his employees Amazon Prime. It's free shipping. What are you talking about? Free shipping. Well, you got to make money somehow. I guess I, I, he's I, I struggling. Guess. 
<laughs> yeah, the divorce and everything. <laughs> All right. So uh, Colgate comes in tonight. What's the crowd going to be? It's under 20? Yeah, 18, 15 to 18, I'm guessing. Which is still good for a college basketball game on a yeah, yeah. on a Wednesday on night. On a Wednesday night, and it's 15 degrees out. Yeah. It's pretty dark, gosh darn cold. That's uh, it, one thing we've noticed. Um, well, look, I think the only time, uh, the only way this is the news is if they lose. And if they win, assuming they win, it's just how they win and what players do you start to see in Bayheim's rotation? Because that's what's going to be interesting and how much of it, in my opinion, how much of it is Jalen Carey going to be a part of? And how much is the Joe Girards and the Garrier or Garrier or whatever it's called? Um, you know, how much are these guys going to see time pushing the ball? And we'll, we'll see. I don't see a lot of depth in the rotation today. I, I don't think this is a game you screw around with. I, I think Coach Beheim's going to play the same seven to eight guys that we saw in the Virginia game because apparently Colgate's pretty good and you're not going to see him go deep. No, They've no, no. Do I, what I don't think it's to... an experiment. I don't, but, but that's what I notice. The other positions, I agree with you. I think at point guard, I don't think he knows exactly what he has. Right, but I also don't think that this is a game where you're going to see him go deep down the bench with at any position. Uh, whoever's playing well is going to play, and it's going to stay that way. And then when you get into the Seattle's and for you know Cornell's, you you get the luxury of giving people time to play and, and work out the kinks. I, I don't think Colgate's a team that they can afford to do that with at this point. Uh, I tend to agree. I I, I tend I tend to agree. I just think I I, I don't know. I does Jalen Carey play thirty minutes tonight? I, I'm going to say. You're going to go over under 30. I'm going to go under. Over 20? Yeah, 20 yeah. is where I would have said it, and I would have said over. So it's over 20, under 30. Yes. Okay. And because uh, you got two other guys, you know, it's kind of contradicting what I just said, but they're not going to get the bulk <laughs> of the. You know, what. <laughs> it, but it's going to be an even split. It's not going to yeah, be. Yeah. You I know, know what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded funny. <laughs> you literally said the exact opposite. Yeah, but no, but yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be, uh, <laughs> ten minutes each player and go from right. there. It's going to be someone's going to play a bulk of the minutes, whether it's Jalen or Gerard. I don't know, but we'll see. And I, I wouldn't expect to see Robert Braswell tonight. And I know that all, like, he scored 18 in a scrimmage game. No, no, I, 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 you know, I, but, I, don't, I don't think for a second you would see that. But what I do think is I think that you're going to start to see what he does. If this is a close game in the beginning of the second half, who are his five guys? But more specifically, who's his one? That's that's all I'm curious about. I We know that he's going to shorten the bench, and we know that – you know, Hughes is going to see 30-plus minutes, and, you, you you know, I get what we're going to see here. My question is, does he start to show more faith in Jalen Carey, or is it literally like the opposite? I, I think it's going to be strange this year. I think it's going to be a game-to-game decision on who's getting a bulk of the minutes at the point guard position. Uh, I think Jalen's going to be the starter, and then from there where the minutes go is going to be who practiced well that week, 
who's playing if Jalen's playing well in the game, he's going to stay in the game, you know. And I, I don't think it's going to change all year. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, college football, you know, Syracuse plays Duke this Saturday. Um, did you see the CFP rankings? Yes. They contradicted what you and I had talked about yesterday. Uh, it's LSU number one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Georgia four, Alabama five. I, I think it's just because Alabama's fresh off the, the loss, and that's how, you know that will change. By the end of the season, Alabama will be in the top four. I believe so, yes. Barring a undefeated team such as Minnesota creeping in, you know? So you lose one game, it, it, it puts you in a precarious position with that playoff if another team runs the table in a power five. Right. Yeah. And uh, one other NFL note. Did you see uh, Colin Kaepernick? plans to audition for NFL teams on Saturday in a private workout in Atlanta arranged by the league. Really strange. The league? What is that happening? Why Do they do this for all? Like, it's really strange to me that they're doing this. I don't get it. They, like, would they do this for any player besides Hold him? On. AP is reporting the league's decision... Uh, was to invite all 32 teams to watch Kaepernick, came out of the blue with no prior communication. The NFL hasn't confirmed the workout details. But are they opening it up for other quarterbacks? Like, why is he... I think it's any quarterback that kneels for the anthem. Is it... (laughs) But is this just trying to make up for what, you know... I don't know. For Like, hey, look, we're doing this for you now because, you know... You got blacklisted. We're trying right, to make up. Make, yeah. it's, a, it's a make good? Yeah, but you're also nobody's going to sign him, right? <laughs> He's not going to come out and be like, oh, there's our guy. He, He's so much better than we remember. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a lot of teams don't want to go because, not because of Kaepernick, but it's by Wednesday, if, the, if, the, if it came out yesterday, so it was Tuesday, right? That's four days from the weekend. If you are a scout, don't you have your plans for the weekend? If you are an executive, don't you have your plans for the weekend? If you are a coach, don't you have your plans for the weekend? Like, who's free to just say, hey, let's go to Atlanta? It's also a PR nightmare if you don't go, right? Well, that's the thing. Are you pressured to send somebody? Now you're going to start to send, like, the Joshers. Josh Schaefer, what am I doing? Well, the Jets asked me to go down there and watch Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you've got a somebody because now you're like, well, you didn't even come look. What's wrong with your team? Oh, I have an idea. Let's send Buckshot. Buckshot, Giants talent, talent coordinator. Just go down there. Tell me how Kaepernick's going. He could do a podcast and then send it to all 32 teams. But they're also making tapes that you can send out to all the teams that can't be there. Tapes? Like, tapes of the workout. And they're going to send them off to it's every not, team. It's not just going to be done on iMovie? <laughs> I don't, I don't get what they're trying to do. I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's like they're trying to, to, to make good something they did wrong. And it's really strange. 
That's very strange. Very odd. All right, so that's uh, that, that's the, the world of football. Uh, coming up in just a minute, uh, I can give you three really odd baseball stories. I'll give you three odd baseball stories. Actually, I found a fourth. I'll give you four odd baseball stories coming up next. This is ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. All right, back here on... ESPN Syracuse, Seth Everett, Polly Sebelia. We've got uh, always lots of shenanigans coming up here on the show. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you want to be part of the show, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, if you want to give us a call at 315-437-7644. That's 315-437-7644. We don't give out the number enough. It's my one criticism of us, but, uh, you know, once in a while, we, if you want to call in, you're more than welcome to. Okay. I promised how many stories Four. yes, four baseball stories. I'll go in order of, uh, either importance or interest. I'll get the boring one out first. The United (laughs) States, the United States has dropped to one in three in the super round of an Olympic baseball qualifying tournament. Losing to Australia 2-1 to one at the Tokyo Dome, which uh, looks like Tropicana Field, by the way, if you've ever been. Um, the U.S. was held to four hits, including an eighth-inning home run by Oakland's Mark Payton. And they are maybe not going to qualify for the Olympics. In, Amer- is, in the national pastime? This is only a priority if it matters to you folks. This does not matter to me. You know what I'm saying? This is not something I care about, Um, but if people do, I wanted to present it. If you care about this, Twitter or call, because... I didn't until you just told me, because I had no idea it was going on. I agree. Okay. But embarrassing for America, right? I would would think, That's our national pastime. Yes, yes. Okay, Uh, this is the second uh, least interesting... We're getting more and more interesting as we go. Ready? Okay. Number two. Uh, NL Manager of the Year and AL Manager of the Year, Mike Schilt, which, by the way, make sure you say that name right, or Mm -hmm. else you'll get an FCC violation, of the St. Louis Cardinals and Minnesota's Rocco Baldelli, who I covered as a prospect, makes me feel old, um, won the awards. And I think Yankee fans are pretty cheesed off because it wasn't Aaron Boone. And the defense for Aaron Boone is he had more injuries than anybody. And they won a a division. They lost basically everybody on their roster. They had 31 guys on the disabled list this year. And that's a very strong argument for Aaron Boone. That's not to take anything away from Rocco Baldelli, because I saw a bunch of Twins games this year. And I know that they got beat up in the playoffs, but the, the votes are done before the playoffs even start. Even without the injuries, the Rays roster is not as good as the Yankees, right? Like, they're young. The and, Rays? Yeah. yeah. You know. But so. the Twins, you're talking about the Twins. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about okay. that. Yeah. Three, yeah, the twins. two, one. Yeah. <laughs> I got him on. I said Rays because I have his rookie card from the Rockabell Ra- Deli? Yes. <laughs> no, the Twins roster is not as good as... <laughs> <laughs> as the Yankees, even with the injuries, right? I mean, the yeah. pitching's okay, but it's like, eh. And they hit a lot yeah. of home runs. Meh. I, I have I, no uh, issue with it. 
I, uh, for years, for about six years, I had to be a participant in something called MLB's Rookie Career Development Program. And what it is, is it's a conference for five days where every team, every franchise sends three to five of their top prospects. And they send them into this conference and you learn about money, you learn about gambling, you learn about teammates, you learn about the media. Like it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's all about life in the league. And my job was I spoke about the media. And so I would give these speeches. And then I, every player had to be interviewed by me for five minutes. That was part of their training to go through this conference. And Rocco Bal that's where I met Rocco Baldelli. I mean, I, I he was he was he was a young pup sitting in an auditorium that I spoke at, and that makes me feel a hundred. Isn't it funny? <laughs> Rocco Baldelli's a manager. Oh my God, isn't it funny too that Yankee fans would be mad that Aaron Boone didn't win Manager of the Year, but they destroy him they on social hate, media. They hate him. Hate him. <laughs> what do you mean our guy didn't win? What are you talking about? Didn't know how to Aaron handle Boone. the pitching staff. He, you yeah. know, he, he, every night on Twitter, it was something he yep. sucked at. Yep. Okay, ready for story three? Yes. This one just I know it's going to be. I know it's going to be number one. But go ahead. Yeah, number one's pretty obvious. Um, number three, when when I was working for Major League Baseball in the two thousands, one of the players that did a regular radio show with us was a guy by the name of Gabe Kapler. I did a regular radio show with Gabe Kapler for about six years, once a week. And I would have to say that I never knew what the hell was going to come out of this guy's mouth because he is one of the nicest, strangest human beings I have ever known. When Gabe Kapler was the manager of the Phillies, I said on Philadelphia radio, Boy, now his pre- and post-game press conferences will be must-listen because God knows what he's going to say. And how this son of a blank got hired as the manager of the San Francisco Giants today, a month after being fired from the job with Philadelphia, in which he went two games under five hundred with an all-star roster. Holy moly, what in the world are the Giants thinking? And Gabe Kapler is a guy whose only job, considering all the analytics in baseball and everything that baseball does now for managers, the manager's job, he literally has two jobs. Speak well with the media, which Kapler nails, and relate to your players, which he lost that clubhouse. Jake Arrieta hated him. Bryce Harper didn't like him. That's why he got fired. And now he's the manager of the San Francisco Giants. Are they high? There's uh, one thing in the world that I know is that if you do, if you interview well, you're set. And maybe he's good at the interview process. You know, they. Holy moly! It, too, is he? Was he that bad though? Like, I mean, he's not Bruce he Bochy from where he's. You know, <laughs> he he is wackadoodle. That's the. He's not dumb. He's wackadoodle. That's the best way I could describe him. When Gabe Kapler did his first radio show, I, I mean, I can remember it. it was like oh two, and I can't, I remember saying to my producer, like, "What? What is he on?" And he's like, "No, man, I'm high on life." <laughs> oh, he's one of those guys. <laughs> one, one of those guys. Yeah, we're gonna kill it, man. Oh, I love doing the radio show with you. And then I remember talking about uh, Yom Kippur with him once. 
because Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. Remember, I didn't do a show that day because, uh, you know, and this is when uh, Sean Green of the Dodgers was like, he, he sat out a big Dodger like, pennant race game because of Yom Kippur. And Gabe Kapler is like, oh, man, I you have to atone for your sins. You have to atone for your sins. It's important. But, Gabe, you played that day. It's okay. I, I atoned for my sins in the morning. I was like, what, is, what the hell are you talking about? He is a wackadoodle. Wackadoodle is the only way to describe him. And so when he got hired with Philadelphia, I thought it was like a niche thing. Like they thought that he'd be entertaining and he'd be great with the media. I can't imagine in San Francisco, the San Francisco, they have the Niners there. They have the Golden State Warriors who are in this weird transition. I, it's, it's really odd. Don't you think? Like it's really, really strange. This makes no sense to me. Okay. So that's story number three. Uh, story number four. Do we have time for story number four? Or sure. Wanna... We got all day, okay. bro. I'm the boss. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball has expanded its investigation into the Houston Astros after the Athletic reported that te- the team stole signs during home games in 2017 by using a camera positioned in center field. This this story is so strange. Now I don't know if you're going to get in more into the details of how they were doing it, but there's yep. there's evidence from pitchers yep. who confirm fires. Yep. that it was actually happening. They were banging on trash cans when tra- yep. when when changeups were coming. <laughs> yep. The uh, the report quoted uh, Danny Farquhar and Mike Fires. Uh, two names that if you if you get, put a gun in my head, I couldn't. Spell yeah, I wouldn't names. be able to point them out of a lineup. <laughs> no, no, I know who they are. I just those are two really odd last names. Yeah, uh, and three other people who did not want to be identified. They said that team employees or players would communicate expected pitches by banging a trash can to signal off-speed pitches. Because <laughs> they had a camera. One of them said he finally stepped off the mound and had to say he caught on to what they were doing because the banging yeah. was so loud that they changed signs mid-game. Mid-game. I mean, it's, it's strange. Did the umpires I, not notice that? Here, well, here's the thing: who didn't know this? This is this is the this is the big farce: is that the Astros are going to investigate? The Astros are going to investigate? The Astros did it. The, if, and here's the other thing. People are like, oh, this is going to hurt A.J. Hinch. You think A.J. Hinch concocted this? Do you think they're the only one doing it? No. No, 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 no. They just got caught. No. Correct. But they got caught in the worst way. They have been known to be doing this for years. And this is this is literally, I haven't covered the American League close in six years. When I say close, meaning traveling with an, you know, to, to see an American, because my last two big league jobs were the Phillies and the Mets. So all National League. So I know the National League cities really darn well. I don't know the, the American League cities from, you know, from a long time ago. And you could tell me, I, I, I could count the amount of times that I have been told this story off the record. And I'm not even trying to find out. This Evan Drylich, who is a great reporter, all he had to do was look, and he found this story. This story fell in his lap. And the idea that baseball didn't know this, like, who are you kidding? You phony, you want to get Eddie Dominguez on? 
<laughs> yeah, I would love to. He's he's my favorite guest. Eddie Domingo, Eddie Dominguez is the uh, former MLB investigator, for, former Boston cop, who uh, wrote a book called Baseball Cop, and it outlines all this impropriety that baseball has. And this, the, he can write an addendum on this. Like this is this is a joke. So what I think is going to happen? First of all, I saw something on social media that said they should strip the 2017 World Series. What? I said, oh, for God's sakes, that's ridiculous. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's dumb. That, that that that's totally dumb. The uh, the other one is: Do you fire or suspend Jeff Luno, the general manager? Yes, <laughs> you suspend him, but you should have suspended him for the SIs thing too. Not he didn't do the the yelling at the three women in the clubhouse. He authorized the press release that called Sports Illustrated a liar. Remember? Yes. So he should have been suspended for that. Yes, suspend him. Get rid of this scumbag. It's so stupid. But what I think is going to happen, and this is the quick story. I know, I know we're late, but a quick story. Do you remember a couple of years ago when Wilmer Flores started crying? Yeah, when he got traded. When he he got he got <laughs> traded on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter reported that the Mets were trading Wilmer Flores to the Brewers, and he went to the, the the restroom in the clubhouse and checked his phone like every human being listening, right? Mm-hmm. Any person listening to this radio show knows that if you have an opportunity, you are grabbing your phone. Your phone now tells you how many times you pick it up a day. I guarantee you it happens everywhere. There's somebody at a red light listening to our show right now. He just grabbed his phone. He also changed the radio station, but that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) But he brought his phone because he wanted to know more. He brought his phone into the dugout. And that's not something that people talk about because they felt bad for him. Do you know how many iPhones are in every dugout? Like there's a million of them. And so what I think is going to happen is you're going to have authorized devices that it's only going to be league-sanctioned devices, that they're going to put iPads in the dugout, and they're going to put iPads in the bullpen and phones and whatnot, and everything's going to be tracked. That's my prediction. Yeah, but they were banging on trash cans. No, 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 but they had a camera. Yeah, I know. The key was the camera, so they won't have access to the camera. That's the trick. But this wasn't even in the dugout. This was in the hallway on the TV. and And it seems so... Strange that nobody during the game said anything. Like and, and, and everybody knew, and it was it's it's so strange that when they won, people were talking about this, and everyone's like, "Yeah, they're stealing signs." Aha, uh-huh, they're stealing signs. It's strange. It's strange. Hey, we're late. Um, we're gonna get in trouble. So we'll we'll come back right here. We'll talk more about this, and who knows what else. This is ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. Just playing with the beat. Uh, this, this portion of the show is brought to you by Bill Rapp's Rapid Purchase. Enjoy the entire car buying process from your laptop, mobile device, or tablet at BillRapp.com. So did I deliver? I had four I had four baseball stories, and they varied in interest levels. The one that shocked me the most, and I don't know if it's just because I'm old school, uh, was that the U.S. may not qualify for the Olympics in baseball. 
That's crazy, right? Yes. <laughs> that was that was legit bonkers. That was a gut punch. Yeah, a gut punch. It's like it was like I All didn't right, know that was, was happening. Yeah. And now I'm offended and ticked off cuz I'm American. Yeah. The uh, the strange one is uh the Gabe Kapler. That's just odd. The San Francisco Giants, the Astros thing, like I said, it's a cluster. What a joke. And Aaron Boone, you had the line of the day, which was, everybody on Twitter hates Aaron Boone, but how does Aaron Boone not win manager of the year? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that made me laugh. SU Colgate tonight. Yes. What's the line? Uh, ten and a half. Would you touch it? Mm, no. Can that be a segment? Would you touch it? Would you touch mm-hmm. it? <laughs> Brought to you by Pornhub. <laughs> Um, Would you touch it? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Has there ever been like a strip club ad on this show? <laughs> on this station? I don't know. Stop working blue. No, I'm just wondering. Because I've heard it on other stations. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I don't recall. I've been here since recall. day one, and I don't recall it ever being on the air. It's usually the kiss of death on a radio station. Yeah, you're just... Dying for money at that like you're point. Dying for money, you'll do anything. <laughs> you see, like you know, lookers. <laughs> so, like, what? Huh? <laughs> After all of the the scares we've gotten from all of the experts on Syracuse Colgate, ten and a half points. No, I would you touch, touch it. it? Nope. I think the Syracuse will win. I I just I don't know that they're going to win. It's going to be closer than the, ten. I. Uh, it might be. It might be. It I, might be. I think they're going to cover. I really do. If, if, like, is Syracuse worse than Clemson? Is Syracuse Because Clemson beat them by more than 10. It's like, come on. Yeah, but then everybody says, and just remember the song, don't sleep on Colgate. Yeah, I know. I'm scared to death because Donna Rothstein and- likes him. Right? Rothstein likes him. They hung in with Tennessee last year. It's the same team. Yeah, no, I wouldn't touch it. I, I, like I said, I'm confident Syracuse would win, but I wouldn't. I'm, if you're just joining the show, by the way, um, I'm still smarting at uh, Paulie here because he talked me out of taking Clemson football. I had Clemson winning big at the Dome, and I would have won handily. And I didn't do it because he talked me out of it. I, I would uh, I would recommend it this time, if you're uh, for entertainment purposes only. If you're betting uh, pennies with your friends. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Hey, I uh, want to let everybody know Saturday is going to be a lot of fun uh, at Trappers. Trappers in East Syracuse. I will be there with one of my heroes, the great Lawrence Moten. Lawrence Moten and I are doing a special SU basketball show, a pregame show from 5 to 6. Now, we're going to be on before then as we look uh, 5 to 6 or 4 to 5. 4 to 5, you'll be on with Lawrence Moten. <laughs> Thank you. It's written wrong here. Uh, uh, the show is from 4 to 5 with Lawrence Moten. But before that, we'll do our uh, SU football pregame. And then our regular Burdick Toyota football postgame show can be heard on TK99. Because the basketball game will be going on here no. on ESPN. No. No. That was a good guess, though. There'll be a crunch game. Basketball's on K-Rock. 
get basketballs on K-Rock. Yeah. <laughs> my God. There's a lot of juggling that goes on in this building. <laughs> my God. Anyway. That's why so, you got to okay. stick to the script. All right. <laughs> the script that says the wrong time. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so. Uh, 3.30 to 4, we're doing our football pregame. Following women's basketball. <laughs> Following women's basketball. Write this, write this down. There's, there's, like, there's a chart you need to follow everything. Uh, and then 4 to 5. How about this? Saturday afternoon, do me a favor. Come to Trappers. That's what I'm asking. Just come to Trappers. You'll get to meet Lawrence Moten, and I'll be there too. Great. 4 to 5. 4 to 5. Myself and Lawrence Moten will be talking SU hoops. Oh, my goodness. And I'm going to ask him if he ever watched the media games between WAR and the Daily Orange. That's what I'm going to... Lawrence well, Moten's my year. That'll ears. get people there. Lawrence Moten is a year older than me. So he's my year. His senior year was my junior year. No. It, but still leading scorer in Syracuse and Big East history. I ah, can't wait. He's a legend. That's going to be so much fun. Lawrence Moten. And if you think I'm not taking pictures and they're going all over Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, AOL, whatever it is, I'm taking pictures with Lawrence Moten. I'm going to brush my hair for this thing. It's going to be a big, big deal. All right. So that's uh, this Saturday from uh, 4 to 5 over at Trappers in East Syracuse. All right. We'll come back, get you set for Centers of Attention at the top of the hour. This is ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. All right, back here on the show. I know we got about a minute. Can we talk about lights on the lake? Sure can. There is a dog walk tonight at Lakes on the Lake. So if you head on out there this evening, you can walk your dog through lights on the lake. Duncan will be there with hot cocoa to keep you warm. I wish I could go. We got the basketball game tonight, so I can't be there. You'll be at the Dome. So Indiana will not be walking, but it'll be lots of fun for you. So bring your pup out to Lights on the Lake tonight. Yes, uh, the money benefits the Humane uh, Central New York and Hillside Work Scholarship Connection. Um, And it's it's from 5 to 9, the dog walk. The pedestrian walk was yesterday, and I heard it was mighty cold. Yeah, my my dog would have nothing to do with it. She's a diva. If it's cold out, she <laughs> runs out and comes back in. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's that's funny. All right, SU Colgate tonight. Tomorrow we will recap it. And um, yeah, like I said, I fully expect us to learn more about the team. And that's really all you can ask for. And I expect a victory. Haven't lost since 1962. And uh, no post game tonight because there's a crunch game tonight. So um, when we have the Twitch thing up, we'll do it on Twitch. But uh, for now, we will say we'll see you tomorrow at 10 right here on ESPN Syracuse.